Welcome to Want Her, a community-driven podcast for the like-minded female, passionate about creativity, self-discovery, and letting out that inner weird. Brought to your ear holes by two cross-country friends, we want to project one thing. Self-discovery is a lifelong journey, and one that should be fun experiencing. Here, no topic is off-limits. We're just like you, striving for connection, laughter, and the continual reminder that we can actually be whatever the f*** we want. Here's Olivia and Sandy. Welcome. I'm going to be. <laughs> your pregnant ass stuff is your pants. <laughs> Seriously. Welcome oh, back God. to Wand Her Woo Woo Edition. Ooh, yeah. How woo woo are you? Basically, this is going to be a fun episode that we did yeah. little planning for because we feel like having a good time. Yeah. So we're going to call it. Girlfriend hour. Yes, I was going to do a countdown where we set it together. Oh. It's a connection. Let's do it now. Three, two, one. The, the girlfriend, girlfriend hour. hour. All right. It's okay. Our kids are not it. So if you can't tell, for some reason, the energy has totally just shifted up. We're feeling hyper. Yeah. We're feeling excited. We've been talking about doing this type of topic just sharing like the woo-woo parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're I think, both a little hippie, but in different ways. Right. We were saying we're both hippie, but in different aesthetics. Yeah. So Sandy, I'll describe you. You describe my aesthetic. I think that's fun. God, right? I'm I'll go with you first. Active. I'm not good on the spot. <laughs> this whole episode is basically on the spot. I know. <laughs> okay. Me and my... Mm. So just like think of adjectives or like activities that make you woo-woo. So for me, looking at you, Sandra, as my best friend, I see homesteading. I see the glasses. I don't know how to describe them other than like look a picture of Sandy yeah. up. They're very That's like, hippie. Yeah. Interior sure. design in like a Pinterest kind of way. Like you're just so aesthetic I don't know the beige there's a lot of beige in your life when I think of you like a rusty orange um all these things that you're suddenly surprising me with with wanting to like have a natural birth your husband's a full-on carnivore that's pretty weird but you're associated with him so I dub it hippie um I love that okay cool oh my gosh sourdough huge yes yes uh, creative career in photography. You're just like, whoa, whoa, you're just I like, love that. Uh, I love that. Okay. I love it. Okay. For you, like outdoorsy, obviously you live in an RV. Um, like you're in touch with yourself and your like emotions. I feel like way better than me. Obviously we've talked about that. Well, it's not a competition, but it is something I'm trying to rub off on you a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Crystals. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How could I forget that? Oh, remember in your eagles? Oh, I started that Pinterest board, or you started it. Oh, yeah, cute. We did a little Pinterest board for each other, like, God, where Pins is that it? describe our best friend. I've never seen yours that you made of <gasps> me. I added it to yours. You did? Like, oh, okay. Like a, a different section. Oh, I can't I'll have find to see it if now. I can access that. Okay, Cute. where? how can I find it? Let's do this okay. another time. <laughs> okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> so, again... This is the girlfriend hour. We're just going to have a good old time and maybe Mm -hmm. you'll get to know us a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I love this kind of stuff. I feel like this is prime time girl friendship to a T. And I feel like for me as an adult that just moved to a new area, I live in an RV. I don't have the nursing job that makes me forced to meet new people on a, you know, almost daily basis when I'm at work. I could use some girlfriend hours. Making friends in your 20s is hard. Just as an adult in general, and I'm learning. Yes. Yes. Everybody's a little more set in their ways. For sure. I say that as somebody who's changed a ton in the last couple of years, though. I don't know. Yeah. You're trying to figure yourself out. But yeah. you know what you like. And maybe yeah. we'll even find out more about each other. 
I feel like I think I always think that's never possible. And then something surprises me about you. I would love when you point, if you would point that out, because I feel like that's what we're just talking about, texting about. I'm not going to, I want to know. So I'm going to let you sit with that. There was something we were talking about and I was like, Oh, whoa, really? I can't. I'll think of it. Okay. If you think of it, text me later because I do want to know. For sure. Okay. So the itinerary for this episode. Oh. We're going to talk about horoscopes. We're going to talk about specific things that we do that make us consider ourselves woo-woo. And then we're going to talk about the peak epitome of things that fall into the category of like girlfriend hour. The Taylor Mm. Swift heiress tour. The Barbie movie. And yes. we're going to also take a quiz. How woo-woo are you? <laughs> and we're going to answer it for each other. It's a quiz online, and we're going to find out how woo-woo are you. Exactly. So, we'll, uh, we'll share the link in our show notes to this quiz. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. So fun. Okay. First off, though, we're going to share each other's horoscopes for 2024 that's our game again we shouldn't really call it a game but yeah it's not even a story time this is horoscope time yeah so yeah i'm gonna read olivia's and olivia's gonna read mine should i go first i can go first i have it pulled up right here okay cool 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 (laughs) and neither of us read it olivia started reading it a little bit but i didn't read mine and then i got reprimanded but it's okay. Yeah. So Sandy is a Libra. Birthday yeah. was literally yesterday on day of recording. Yeah. We all know that she's pregnant. It's a big year, 2024, for this one. Yikes. So let's share how the year 2024 is going to go for our beloved Sandra. I love Based it. off of the Indastro.com horoscope. Yeah. Maybe this is totally unreliable. We're not that into astrological stuff, even though I say that as someone that's had their birth chart read. But Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. So Sandy, Libra Horoscope 2024. 2024 will be full of love and romance for Libra. There will be positive circumstances at the workplace and at home. Boom, boom, baby. Also, the year will bring new opportunities that will manifest a new identity. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> wrong. Who knows? Okay. That sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> 2024 will begin with a bang as you feel enthusiastic about everything around you, and the year will progress with positive results and positive circumstances at your workplace as well as in your personal life. You will receive the support of your partner and spouse. That's the least Alex could do. Family and colleagues (laughs) under the influence of Jupiter and Mars. Hmm, Okay. Okay. This year, you will also undertake a lot of travel Hmm, as K2 casts an impact on your horoscope. But Rahu and K2 can cause some challenges and hurdles such as health concerns or unplanned expenses. Which you should be able to (laughs) overcome with the right plan and strategy. Overall, 2024 promises a time full of love and romance. And then there's a lot more about career-specific, love-specific, marriage-specific, money and finance, family and children. You want me to read that one? No. That's enough. Interesting. I mean, But if you have a child, you will have to work your relationship around issues like over... Okay, no, this is for like a child that speaks and isn't an infant. Oh yeah. It's going to be all things considered. It sounds pretty positive for you. Yeah. 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 Besides the health and unexpected expenses. Weird, but whatever. Well, let's not fixate on it. I think it's, it's fine. Okay. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. Great. Okay. Aries horoscope 2024 again from indastro.com. I N D A S T R O dot C O M yearly horoscope. Okay. That's where you find this. So, 
2024 will be a positive period for Aries. Even challenges will provide new learnings and maturity to shape your plans in the right direction for success and growth in all realms of life. Okay. okay. 2024 promises a wonderful period in your life. Full of positive energy and strength, you will begin the year with courage and great enthusiasm to proceed with any work as Mars, the lord of your zodiac sign, will be exalted. The lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't hold that in. <laughs> That's okay. Your wishes will be fulfilled and you will get new opportunities around the middle of 2024 with Jupiter's transit in May, which will also be a period for a lot of spiritual activities. The last quarter of the year will bring some challenges, which will, which will but present you with new le learnings and maturity to shape your plans in the right direction for success and growth in all realms of life. 2024 will also strengthen your relationship with your partner or spouse. If single, your loneliness will end. You will also oh get stronger in terms of health. Great. Oh, I like, I like that. I like that at the end. I'm a little concerned about that last quarter, but, you know, we'll see. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Don't fixate think, on it. Like you said for me. <laughs> I think overall I'll take it. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. as I've gotten more woo woo, mm -hmm. um, things that come up online when I'm scrolling are videos about horoscopes and Aries are really? always the ones that get shit on for lack of a better word. Like oh. I get, it's always like Gemini, Scorpio. Not like those are like, big time personalities. Like I get that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Aries seems to be one of those as well. And like, really? I don't know how I feel about it. It's always like, I remember when mm -hmm. I was first learning about like Zodiac signs and stuff in high school. Mm -hmm. So like very new to it, absorbing everything. Mm -hmm. There was a specific thing I clicked on that said like, what breed of dog is, oh. your, <laughs> is your horoscope? And I got a Chihuahua. And I don't love that. I got to look it up now. <laughs> now it tells me, Aries, you're a German shepherd. As a vivacious fire sign who is always on the go, a German shepherd matches your personality to a T, Aries. German shepherds are, as known, are known as a dog that has a bark almost worse than their bite, which is similar to your own forthright nature. Interesting. What does that mean? A bark almost worse than their bite. I do have a pretty strong RBF when I want it, oh. but I'm very sensitive on the inside. Oh, okay. So maybe that's what it means. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe. What is your, like, I feel uh, like I don't even know anything about Libras. Like what Libra? is your typical stuff? No idea. I'm all about like, no idea. I, I'm very passionate, but I'm also like very angry which makes me feel really oh. secure about my personality. Really? Okay. Which dog am I? A Havanese. I don't know I what that is. Um, I got to look it up. I know I've heard of it. Oh, it's a tiny. Ew. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. I'm sending you a link. <laughs> I am not. I've got to read it. You're one of those ones that has like ponytails. Huh? <laughs> yeah. As a personable social butterfly air sign whose ruler is beauty-loving Venus, your canine equivalent is unequivocal. I can't you say can do that it. word. Unequivocally? Yes. Okay. The Havanese. Libras are known for being charming, peace-loving, and appreciate any opportunity to entertain others, much like this pretty affectionate toy breed. Uh -huh. Hmm. Okay. Fun. Okay. I do see you as a social butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. So that aligns with things. I don't like that dog. I'm sorry. Like, do you ever pause to think about like, do guys do this? Are guys curious about this? Do they even waste any of their life looking up this kind of stuff? Oh, so true. Hmm. I've never thought about that. Colton I don't would think not. Alex, no. For yeah. as much as like. He's gotten into crystals and stuff. He yeah. still thinks that, like, 
zodiac signs are ridiculous. It's more so oh, like really? the Enneagram, I feel like, is very mm-hmm. believable. And we both talk about mm-hmm. that a lot, especially yeah. when we fight and with our oh, really? therapist, too. Oh, wow. Like, I wish, I wish we could get somebody on that's, like, very yeah. involved with the Enneagram because it is such a yes. huge life-changing piece of information that I found out about myself and I just love it Mm -hmm. I love it so true that's probably like the very first thing that I did that made me be like "Mm, am I woo woo because that was probably like 2020 Uh you know you have all this downtime from COVID and you start to like get some curious I feel like that's when it really got popular yeah you fill the time, figure yourself out. You got all yeah. this empty space for sure, for sure. I still didn't figure myself out. So, I mean, it's a work in progress for us all, but like, yeah, I like who you are. I love who you are. Mm. Thanks. I do. So, woo woo. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. talk about some specific things mm. that we do that we would consider ourselves woo woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, and I guess this can kind of tip into like, I'm very attuned with like my emotions and Mm therapy is a huge part of my life. So I've done Mm -hmm. some exercises that may sound like a little radical, maybe not like hugely radical, but just like before my, like the, before the version of myself. Okay. How do I want to say this before Mm I was in therapy, like that version of me would probably never picture myself having done some of these exercises. So that's just been like a really interesting, transformative chapter. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So you want me to start? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first and foremost, therapy itself woo woo in comparison to like the family that I grew up in which that's no that's no shade on them I think it's kind of more of like a generational thing I think it's Mm -hmm. becoming more normal now which I love and I think everybody should be in therapy Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) wink wink (laughs) wink wink not directed at you but also if you take it that way Mm -hmm. invest in yourself that's the greatest form of investment is investing in yourself yes and originally I thought it was going to be a very quick fix, but I'm realizing this thing inside my head. Okay. So I can share some of the stuff that I've kind of like shifted into. And I think a big mm-hmm. part of that happened when we left Ohio, we moved into the RV, we started travel nursing. So I had all this time that was more like to myself cause I wasn't around family and friends, friends. Yeah. but also going through a huge transition period where I was pushing myself against that anxiety um, that I had with travel nursing and growing a lot and hiking a lot where I was like, Whoa, I'm so like, I love hiking. I feel I've talked about this a little bit on our social media, hail on a trail on my like mental health Mondays. Love love it. Where um, because of my history with, physical illness, postural Mm -hmm. orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, I felt like I had to, I felt very trapped inside my body, very weak. And I think that totally stems into this pregnancy phobia that I've had since, but hiking was a huge help in that because I could see the literal mountains that I hiked myself to Mm -hmm. pulling myself up a half dome, you know, like so true. big, big moments where it's like, I'm physically strong. I'm mentally strong for having gone through that. Yeah. So I love hiking. It will always be my first love, yeah. but I have realized the more and more I've thought about it. And the more I've kind of shifted into also adding yoga to my mental health mm. is like, I didn't think my body was strong unless I pushed it to its limits. And I think there oh. is an element of that that's unhealthy too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of my issues are this distrust in my body Mm. and it's like, I don't know how to give it grace. I don't know how to befriend it in the way that I think 
people that don't have body dysmorphia and don't have trauma in their body really understand. Mm -hmm. So I had had yoga and meditation as suggestions and therapy for as long as I've been in therapy. And I haven't really been in a place where I was even capable of making that have some kind of difference in my journey, whatever, Mm -hmm. until probably this summer in Alaska, where I was like, I'm going to give it a try. You know, we're moving all over the place this summer, trying to see as much as we can see. So yeah, we're going on some hikes, but there was something really, it was just easier to like step out of the RV, pull a yoga mat out and just like have space to connect with myself. Oh yeah. And that's been That's what you were working on this summer. Yeah. And it's almost like I didn't realize that I was doing work because I was learning something new. Oh, I love that. So true though. Like I knew I was learning something new, but it's hard to describe and explain. Oh. I didn't realize the benefit that it was kind of having. And I I'm getting ahead of myself where I'll say like now, I was telling Sandy about this earlier. I feel a lot more in tune with my brain and it's like I'm having a conversation inside my own head where it's like I'm talking to my anxiety where I know myself enough now. I know the triggers that I have. I know to a point, some of the reactions I'm going to have based off of those triggers. So I can kind of anticipate them or kind of like I can give pause when I need it to kind of decide how I'm going to react or decide what I can do in that moment to make the reaction more tolerable to move fast, faster through it. Mm -hmm. So If it's cool, I would like to share a little bit about some of the exercises I've done specific to that outside of yoga. So I'll do that now. Please do. Okay. So really early in our couples therapy, which we started earlier this year, it was kind of teaching us, well, Colton really, because I'm the one going through a lot in this chapter of like how, how to attune to each other to help your partner calm down. And I was introduced to this havening technique, which you can do to yourself too. Interesting. So that's I need to your partner that. or yourself can take your hands, one hand, both hands, whatever, anywhere on your body and just do like a stroking downward motion repetitively. Um, And I don't understand how it works, but I guess it's supposed to help you like tune back into your body. And for me, when I'm having like a panic moment and I notice that Colton is actively trying to do that, it helps me kind of like pull myself out of that moment and realize I have a partner there that's trying to support me. Oh, cool. And that's really nice. I love that. And I kind of like fought against it for a while, but now that I'm used to it and more in touch with myself... I can kind of shift into doing that because it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's so sweet when you befriend yourself in that way. Like I view my anxiety and like my triggers and my mental health issues as like a little child. That's just like hanging on, even though I'm older, I'm mature. I have goals and dreams I want to reach. So I have to push through this little child version of me that's not mature, that doesn't understand, that's trying to stay in fear. So that's huge. I've Mm -hmm. also learned about squared breathing. Mm. And this is, these are kind of like exercises that I've put into my anxious action journals that I'll talk about real quick because I'm like listing them all off and I've put them in the journal. So if you're like me, if you struggle with anxiety, if you are walking through life and you're like, I never really know when it's going to happen. I want to prepare myself to win in those moments. I made myself a little, it's like an index card ring, a notebook, and I bought two so I could keep one in my purse to have it with me when I'm outside of the house. And then I have one at home so I can access it whenever. And for somebody that has anxiety and panic attacks, when you're in those heated moments, like you'll only understand it if you've been there. Like thinking rationally is sometimes out the window, not possible. No. 
So I wanted to give myself a list of exercises I know how to do. I know the benefits that I could run through that way. Oh, if havening doesn't work in this scenario, I can move to squared breathing. I can move to my ice mask. So I'm going to talk about those. And if this is something that could benefit you, I hope you take some of these because I'm always looking for more and more things to add to my list because I just think it's been beneficial. Yes. So havening, squared breathing. So if you picture square, it's equal on all, all sides. So you're going to do an inhale. You can pick how long it is. People usually say like four seconds at a time. Inhale for four seconds. Hold, do nothing for four seconds. Exhale for four seconds. Do nothing for four seconds. So it's that squared technique. And you just do that over and over again until you kind of calm down. So that one's really simple. You don't have to think much. Yeah. Um, I will say like another one that's been really helpful that I didn't really have as a suggestion in therapy. I kind of just found on my own. I've heard about before people with anxiety will carry around like really sour candy or really spicy something in their person. I've seen that on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. That physical sensation kind of takes you out of your body, out of the anxious emotions and pulls you to the present. Um, Mm -hmm. So something like that, I carry like red hots in my purse. I've never had to use, which I also think is interesting. I'm setting myself up by like gathering all these exercises and this notebook and these hot hot, red hots. And I haven't had to use them yet, but just the fact that I have them in my corner, really helpful. That you can, you know, there's something there. Yeah. There's something about the physical sensation that's really helpful. So I had bought one of those like it's a gel mask, but you put it in the freezer. And I used, I was using that to meditate after my yoga to kind of like, I don't know. It's just something about the physical sensation that keeps the anxiety at bay. And I got to tell you, it's been within the last month. I had a big time anxiety issue and I was like, Colton, can you get my ice mask? And it pulled me right out of it. Like I was so present suddenly. And I think it was because of that cold sensation I was focused on that. So if, if like, if yeah. you struggle with anxiety and you haven't tried that, please give it a try. It was like, whoa, I felt like I had a superpower in my pocket. Yeah. That's so cool. that was cool. Let's see. Let me get my list. Um, I've also, and this is a really popular one where you go through all of your five senses. So what can you see? What can you hear? What can you taste, mm. smell, touch? Like you're anxious in that moment. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Kind of go about the room that you're in. Yeah. That's kind of been hard for me because it's still, yeah. I'm still in the present moment, but that is a popular one. Exactly. Um, I do think another big lesson that I've learned is like not suppressing what's going to ultimately happen. Cause I really? think that sets you up for worse things in the future, like bigger reactions in the future. And that's kind of like, it doesn't make sense. Cause I'm also saying like, use the ice mask and it'll take you out of it. But I feel like, you know, your brain and you know it enough to decipher like, Oh, is this actually something I need to process? Or is this just my anxiety getting the better of me? Mm-hmm. So when I know I'm anxious and it's for a legitimate reason, I try and let myself have some time to feel those feelings out. So I will physically like shake my limbs out, shake my limbs out or like do progressive muscle relaxation. Start at my feet, calves, thighs, stomach, you know, hands, arms, back, face. You squeeze really, really hard for a few seconds and then release. And it's like your body physically shifts into like a relaxation state. Interesting. That's really helpful. Let's see if you're not into the sour or the spicy gum has also been huge for me. I went through gum like it was my lifeline in high school when I would have POTS attacks. I would pop a piece of gum in and I was like, it got to the point where I was so reliant on gum because it also helped with my nausea when I was having a POTS attack. Oh, really? That I would get anxious if I didn't have it. That sounds like a lot, but like, it's true. I was trying to help myself. I just didn't realize that there were other ways to do it as well. Yeah. Um, And then some of the more hippier ones that I've really gotten into because it's kind of expanded, right? Like we can start with havening oh, yeah. and that's, you know, you're just touching your arm to things like 
I've made myself a self-regulate playlist on Spotify that I'm like, I'm not going to allow myself to sit and do nothing in anxiety if I don't go through this entire list. So I want it to be as long as possible. And this self-regulate playlist are songs that I like, songs that I feel like I have a physical response to. Yeah. Um, So I have like frequencies on there for emotional release. I have mantras. I found this, um, I don't know if you call them a band on Spotify, but they sing mantras over and over again. And it's really pretty. I think they're called beautiful chorus, but go on my Spotify hail on a trail. And I have that self-regulate playlist on there. But the one song that I just happen like when I make a playlist, I'm like, I need to fill it with as many songs as possible or else it's not a playlist. It's just like two songs. Um, so I spent one Saturday like going through and I was like, Oh, I like this frequency or like, I like this piano song. Like sometimes I don't want words. Cause if I'm in an anxious moment, I, that's just too overstimulating. Yeah. But I also do want to have the option of going to mantras or songs with words to kind of like mm-hmm. sit in that too. Um, <laughs> And the one song that like I have a physical reaction to, whether I'm anxious or just like I listened to it while I was walking the dogs yesterday. Aww. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm such a good friend, but I was like, oh, it's Sandy's birthday. I want to send like positive energy to her. So this is good. so woo woo. So I was like, give abundance to Sandy. And I like thinking about oh. all these things. And I was like, I just hope she's like having such a good day. Um, and then I turned this playlist on because I was like I feel really good about like how I feel blessing her like I want to bless myself a little bit too (laughs) so her text was adorable made me cry (laughs) okay (laughs) the song is called everything I need by Trevor Hall okay and it is beautiful it builds it releases like i get oh. emotional every time i listen to it it does have words but it it i don't know how to describe it it's just like please do yourself a favor and go listen to it it is beautiful oh, towards the end of the yeah. song he's saying like in the background don't be afraid like it is so oh. it is magic yeah i love that self-regulate playlist my therapist also gave me a list of affirmations ones that talk about like releasing i don't know why i'm trying to pull these from memory i have them written out for a reason (laughs) um affirmations to i I list out all cognitive distortions as well so i can kind of like correct my Mm. thinking if i'm in the moment where it's like you're being stupid So, um, okay. Affirmations to establish trust is one. And I got a huge big list and I was supposed to pick like one to three that I really connected with. Yeah. And then I recorded myself saying, Oh yes. Yes. Amazing. So my favorite one, let me find it here. My favorite one has to do with the past. Okay. Okay. It's about forgiveness. And I feel like the way these sound make it sound like I murdered someone or something. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't, it sounds a certain way, but I connect to it for a completely different reason. Yeah. And they're so simple. So I am not my past is the first Mm -hmm. one. The past has no power over me. My past does not define me. So I feel like for me, I think a lot about my history with my own body and like Mm -hmm. feeling distrustful, feeling afraid of it and -hmm. assuming that like in the future, if I were pregnant, I would automatically have a terrible time. And I'm just trying to break that little chain that connects that just because things were one way at one time, they're automatically going to be that time that way for the next time. Yeah. So that's really cool. I love that. Um, And there's something about, like, the brain that she was saying, if you record it, you'll, like, believe it more. Mm -hmm. So I'll go through, like, 40 minutes of yoga. I'll do, like, a 10-minute meditation after the fact. And, like, I'm so woo-woo. I have, like, healing stones that Colton bought for me that I hold in my palms when I meditate. Cute. And 
and I have that face mask on and then I'll turn on my personal affirmations and then I'll be done. So it's, it's a process, but I do think that's really helpful. I focus on like, sorry, I feel like I'm going a hundred miles an hour. My first therapist that did EMDR with me was very set on me trying to meditate. She was like, I know you, you're anxious. You're overthinking constantly. You're not going to do well at this unless you have some kind of exercise that you can focus on. So your brain doesn't you know, wander off to something that causes yeah. you anxiety or something like a to-do list, something like that. So, um, I would just do like my mantra on my inhale and then like a release mantra on the exhale while I'm meditating. So I would say like, my body is a safe place to exist. I release my fear and I would do that oh, over and over again. I love that. And then like, sometimes my brain kind of like shifts into the songs that are playing like the frequency of the yoga app that I use which is down dog I really love that app it isn't for free but it's pretty cheap and you can set like like monthly yeah you can set the the voice of the instructor the background music the level the length the like specific things you want to focus on um so it's different every single day even if you have it set to the same settings and I love that Oh, I even like how, that. Even how long your shavasana is, which is essentially like you're laying flat on the ground and doing that meditation. But um, yeah, sometimes I would kind of like shift into this more like out of body dreamlike state where I've been like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm floating on the clouds. Like this is just, <laughs> I, fit, I physically feel so light and so free. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if any of that sounds like really nice to you. Yeah. I do have more but I don't need to like take up all your time. And then I guess the last thing I want to share, like I have quotes in my little anxious action journal as well. That's the newest edition that I'm trying to build from that. And I had a huge epiphany yesterday um, after my walk. So we're in Southern Utah now. We wanted to do, well, I wanted to do, the Narrows Hike in Zion National Park. Mm-hmm. I've done it before, but like, it's just like, oh, we're right here. I know that was epic. It was February and kind of like dreary when we did it the first time. Like, I just want to experience it on a more classic day. Yeah. So we went out and did it. And if you don't know about it, um, the Virgin River runs through Zion and it has carved this canyon with like thousand foot walls. And it's, it's narrow. You're hiking through a river. It's like a very unique experience. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, so y'all know I lost my toenails this year at the frostbite. <laughs> and my toenails were taking a hit because you're walking a riverbed and there's uneven rocks. And I was in pain. So I'm focusing a lot on like heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. Because the pain when I would stub my toes was like a 10. Oh, um, and my therapist a couple of weeks ago had said, like, there's a Bruce Lee quote that says, be like water. And I was oh. like, my therapist right now, I've gone through a few. The one right now is the most woo-woo hippie I've ever had. She's talking about crystals. She's talking about all these weird exercises. And I was like, okay, it's something I want to look into. I'm going to jot that down in my journal during my session. Yeah. So when I'm hiking the return trek in the Narrows, I'm in water. So I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, be like water. Hm. I love that. Be like what is that water. about? I'm going to have to look into that. What is the full mm-hmm. quote? What's the meaning? Mm-hmm. And so I keep this travel journal as we've talked about before. And I had yet to recap that hike, you know, and it was like meaningful, even aside from this quote that was going through my mind, like it was a fun experience. It was so gorgeous. Colton and I were having a really good day together So I'm processing it. And then I was like, I'm just going to write out the full quote in my travel journal. So I'm going to read that to you now. And there's, I guess, different variations that he shared about this be like water quote. But this one was my favorite and it resonated a lot with me. So it says, be like water making its way through cracks. Do not be assertive, but adjust to the object and you shall find a way around it or through it. If nothing within you stays rigid, outward things will disclose themselves. So, first of all, it's a huge metaphor, but I'm literally walking through the Virgin River that has carved this rock 
so in, intensely and so beautifully. And I'm like, be like water. And I make this connection where it's like my past, I have been nothing but water. I've been a rock, like trying to force life and trying to stay in fear. And like, yeah. I'm making things harder for myself. Or if I just like allowed myself to flow, things could fall into place so much easier. So I made a connection and I'm going to share that little paragraph real quick. And then I'll shut up because I've been a motor mouth. Okay. I'm seeing, even as I write this, how impactful and important this message is to this chapter of my life. My past has been anything but a liquid forming to its container. I have fought the shape of life, questioned its lessons, even blamed the events for the darker parts of myself. I have rejected the flow and made myself into stone, incapable of seeing any power I could possess if I liquefy and release fear and control. I must become water, allowing life and the canyon I'm to create to reveal itself to me. That will only come to pass if I fully release and allow life to direct my flow. Whoa. So I was very <laughs> in my Whoa, brain. Oh, that's like, amazing. It was a really cool, like, full circle moment to be like, I didn't even know this quote. I'm hiking and, like, it comes into my conscious. And then I look it up and I'm like, holy crap. I need this in my life right now. Yeah. So all I got to say wow. is... If you want to be woo-woo, there are definitely positive perks to it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that connection. How cool is that? Thanks, buddy. I did, too. So cool. I loved it. Well, um, so, again, y'all know that I'm not in as in touch with my emotions. And I more so... I definitely have anxiety. Talked about that on the previous episode with pregnancy. Um, And pregnancy has definitely heightened my anxiety. But I feel like in those moments, I don't shut down. I just start thinking of something else. I shift my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't stay in that anxiety. I just, I like, I quickly think like, Oh my gosh, what if this happens? And then I shift my thoughts to something else. Like I don't stay there. So mm-hmm. I don't let myself process those thoughts. And It is really it strong is. that you're able to acknowledge it and still move on from it. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily acknowledge it. Okay. I think I just think about it and then, okay, move on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Instead of letting myself be there and process, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. But, like, I think you're also comparing yourself to me because I just went through all of this stuff. And, like, yeah, you still, so. you still, like, actively do things that are therapeutic for you. Like, I get bread making is not going to sound like it's a different level and that's okay, but it's still an art form. It's something that brings you joy that like Mm -hmm. brings you serotonin and all these like feel Mm -hmm. good feelings. And you're creative with it. Just like you are in photography too. Like you have outlets. I just think it's like different. You you need to pay attention when these things keep coming up where Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, this is an issue that I could get handled. Yeah. But you, yeah. For you're sure. still great. Just the fact that you're even like recognizing that thoughts come up. Cause some people push it down so far that they don't even go there at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely know. And I've talked about it with you and Alex before my thoughts and yeah, definitely. My therapy is like baths. Mm-hmm. I take a bath every single night. That's what I Like, that's what calms me down, and that's what I end the night with most nights and just calms me down. Reading. I love reading. Um, Things like that. And, like, the bread making. I like like that you pointed that out, too, because I don't think I really realize that, recognize that as a type of therapy for me because it does bring me joy. I love doing it, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I do get creative with it. So, and yeah. me seeing you as your friend, I think it's uh-huh. easier for me to say, like, I think you're really good at self care. Yeah. Like, when you're not feeling, you think about, like, 
your first trimester where you were like, I'm just listening to my body and I'm sleeping when I need to. A lot of people like me struggle with like, I need to be super productive in a day or else I'm a piece of shit. Like I struggle with that a lot. And I think it's cool that you make time for like rituals of a nightly bath and reading and stuff where I think it definitely helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people Mm -hmm. like I definitely, if I'm going to take time to do that, I feel like I have to make up for that time by doing something else. And I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. No, (laughs) I think like I haven't always been this way. Like I've in the years past, I was a workaholic and would never shut my computer off. And like, I definitely can do that a lot easier, even though especially right now I am way behind on absolutely everything but like I know I need that time to be my best version of myself and if I'm trying to edit into the wee hours of the night I know I'm not going to like those edits in the morning so like Mm. what what does it matter like it's not worth that time that I try and put in because I'm just gonna have to redo the work so like, yeah. I know I need those. I I figured out that I need to have those outlets and something else to do other than work. And like yesterday for my birthday, I was like, nope, I'm taking the day off. I am just enjoying myself and doing fun things. Like <laughs> I went and waited in line to, there was a new taco place opening up in the town over and they were giving free tacos for a year to the first 50 in line (laughs) and I was like I'm gonna do that guess what I was the first 50 in line I was number 46 so I get free tacos for the year (laughs) but I was like what does it matter it doesn't matter but that's what I did on my birthday and I enjoyed it thoroughly enjoyed it so yeah um, if you can take anything from that, from me, um, I think the biggest thing is just like <laughs> enjoying life. Like you don't care yeah. to a certain extent about yeah. like being goofy. That's the overall theme oh. that I get from you <laughs> in my life is just like joy, laughter, be yourself. fully experience. Yeah. Like I love that about you. Uh, be yourself. And like, who cares what other things other people think? Like, who cares? Just be yourself and have fun with life. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so I like some of the some of the woo-woo things I do, but besides that, my self-care, um, with pregnancy, I've been taking beef organ as my prenatal. Um, <laughs> I thought you weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> I'm sharing it. Okay. Whatever. I love that. <laughs> Whatever. So, you know, we've talked about it before, Alex, carnivore, whatever. Um, and he, he has grown, he loves his research. He loves to do more natural things. And, you know, that rubs off on me, of course. Sure. So when we got pregnant, I'm like, uh, I got to start taking a prenatal. What do you think? And he's like, well, I don't want something with all these synthetics in them (laughs) so that's when he found these beef organ pills and I've been taking them and I don't know if I've noticed a difference with them per se like at this point maybe I will with they say it helps your um, breast milk production things like that but we'll see I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. Just I like think. more natural side of things for sure. Yes. Like she's, she's yes. talking about doing natural birth, which yes. I know we kind of touched on before, uh-huh. but like. Ideally, that, I'd like to do that. Yeah, and that's, a year ago, two years ago, I wouldn't have said that. So ideally, I'd like to do that. And like, even. Colton just handed me in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, cute. (laughs) Oh, that's so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, where was I? I was talking about A year ago. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I would have never done that and even thought about no epidural a year, two years ago. And, like, on that kind of the same note, like, natural things – 
we've been trying to like not eat as much sugar. I am a sugaraholic. <laughs> so like instead of the synthetic sugar, made up sugar, whatever, I've been using like honey and maple syrup, more natural. Um, mm -hmm. And like a lot of my sourdough recipes, I substitute the sugar. Like if I do like bread or whatever, not like banana bread or brownies, whatever, I'll substitute it for maple sugar now. So slowly, sure. yeah, yeah, <laughs> slowly trying to, I, I say this and I got crumble cookies yesterday for my birthday. So, but you know, I think yeah. it's a balance though. Like, yes. That's, that's okay. really, that's really what I'm trying to do. Cut back and like, Alex and I always say, like, moderation. Things in moderation are okay. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, I don't want to cut it all completely, obviously. I love sugar. Yeah, I do think you have to do what's what's best for you, and you'll know what's best for you yeah. based off of how it feels. Yeah. Um, where it's, like, even for me, I'm talking about all this, like, crazy stuff, crystals and yeah, breath work, meditation, like... <laughs> Seriously, if even 2020 Olivia knew that this is the kind of stuff that I would prioritize in my life, it, it's not even looking in a mirror. Like it's completely yeah. different. And I think to some degree you have some of those too. I think people mm -hmm. have some of those when they invest in themselves and they realize things that they want to change or like develop in themselves. Yeah. I think that's what it's all about. For sure. For sure. For sure. We're all working on ourselves, little at a time. Right? And if you're not, you should be. You should be. Exactly. There's always mm -hmm. a better version of you out there, even if you have to go through shit yes. to get there. Yes. I love that. Girlfriend hour. Okay. Woo! So we got okay, deep a little bit there. Yeah, we did. What should we we've shift got into a, now? We've got to shift into the epitome of girlfriend hour. I want to oh. talk about the heiress tour and i want to talk about okay. the barbie movie yeah took yeah. the world by storm this yeah. year yikes <laughs> okay so sandy we have and i have a very different opinion yeah on the barbie movie. <laughs> and i i almost want to use this opportunity to like almost take your opinion of it down because i don't understand how you're oh, like wow so i watched it first Mm -hmm. We were in Alaska. We went to it on our anniversary. And, like, I had yes. no idea what I was getting into. Like, we had indulged no, in some adult things. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're feeling good. We're, like, I don't feel comfortable driving to the theater. We took an Uber. Yeah. I was, like, let's be stupid. Like, I want to have that Sandy energy to this night. <laughs> we're just, like, yes. goofing off, being kids. We've been married for six years. Let's celebrate, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. So we reserve like the front row middle seats to oh, the movie theater. Like I'm thinking I'm going to laugh through this whole movie and <laughs> I end up shoulder sobbing, like where your shoulders are like, you know, yeah, like yeah. it was yeah. such an experience for me and like Colton, not as much, but it's definitely because it's like a girl thing. Yeah. And sidebar, yeah. like Colton, the keys fell out of his pants in the theater oh, no. and we took an Uber home and I left my keys in the RV. Oh, and so we had to like break in break through in. one of the windows. Colton's like holding me up. It was so funny. Like I'm so glad the night happened the way it did. Cause it was such an experience and a story. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. But Anyway, I was telling, like, all of my best friends, you need to go see this movie. It is so impactful and deep. And, like, I can't even explain how intense my reaction was. And so, like, my best friend Maddie was definitely, like, I, I understand what you're feeling. My best friend Marissa was, like, yeah, definitely deeper than I thought. Like, there was a lot of heavy yeah. stuff there. And Sandy, I was, like, you're going to sob. It's going to be so much. No. And what was your reaction? No, I I thought it was stupid. Okay. <laughs> okay, maybe not stupid, but I think it was just like, I don't know. It was very deep, definitely not a kid's movie. Like, I went into it thinking it was a kid's movie, really. I did too, yeah. Like, definitely not. And, like, it was just very deep. And 
it was cute, but also like it was a lot for me. And I thought, I don't know. How Maybe that's just your your movie preference. It's like you want to see a lighthearted, funny movie. Yeah, that's like, for sure. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's why no. it was so big for me is because I went into it thinking it was going to be that way. And then it was mm. like, whoa, I love, love that it seems to be a new topic that people are, I don't know, just the fact that a movie was made that highlights some of the things that girls go through and women go through yeah. where I was like freaking preach. Okay. Because yeah. this is a point of view of things that I've dealt with in my life that I feel mm -hmm. like any woman could relate to that men don't understand and they can actively see it because we're watching Barbie see it. Even the guys where I was like, I feel emotional watching Ken like a little child when he's in the real world, seeing how men are this like huge misogyny point of view yeah. better than women. And then he goes back to Barbie world and suddenly he has that and he's bringing that oppressive state into Barbie world. I just like that made me sad too, where it's like, this is toxic masculine masculinity happening that Ken isn't even aware of. And it's just our yeah. culture. That's yeah. where I was like, this is important. This is what should be talked about. But you know me, that's my Enneagram four. Yeah. But like then me on the other hand, I'm like, Okay, but there's a lot guys go through, too, that we don't know about and we don't acknowledge and we don't see. So that's that's where I was like, yes, we go through a lot as women, but also guys do, too. It's not any different. <laughs> I think it's super different. Um, but I do agree that, like, men go through stuff, too, where they're like, they can't be emotional, even if something yeah. terrible is happening. Like, I do think that that sucks. Yeah. That's stupid. But I do think overall there is a definite privilege that especially white men experience in life. And I'm not yeah. saying that, like, life doesn't hand you a bad card sometimes. But, like, overall, I don't get how you can't see that. <laughs> I'm not trying to start, like, an argument by any Exactly. Means. This is just going to get us both heated. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that, too. Like, a movie <sighs> brought this topic up. I wish I still, because it was on Snapchat that I sent it to you, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. What are you sure. talking about? Like, my reaction to the movie. Oh, yeah, I think so. But so, I was okay. very much like, I'm in Alaska. I'm going through a lot. I'm even more in touch with where I'm at then versus yeah. now. In a, yeah. like, almost unhealthy way, because it was my everyday life. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to rehash that. And maybe we're coming no. from different points of view where it's mm -hmm. like, I experienced some of that hugely growing up mm -hmm. as a, the only girl in my family. And maybe with you having two other sisters, like there's a different point of view that you had. I don't know. I just like everybody. I don't think so. But I, yeah, I don't know. Like I didn't, when I was growing up, I wasn't any, I wasn't treated any differently than my brother. Mm. No. Yeah, I felt very different. Hmm. And I'm not trying to shit on anybody in my family, no. but like, no. I feel like I had to pay very close attention to, you know, the clothes I wore, the way I acted, the way I responded to like, hmm. res quote unquote, respectful men in my life and like hmm. how they reacted to me or like how they, I don't know if they like, touch me if we were taking a picture together like even if mm -hmm. I felt uncomfortable with it it was like I can't react any certain way because then that makes people embarrassed and like who's going to believe the teenage girl versus the adult mm -hmm. male like there's so many layers to being a girl but I, I mean I'm not trying to say there's not layers to being a boy too yeah. but like I can't really think of another movie offhand that I've seen that puts it all out there in the way that Barbie did. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like there was this huge girlhood summer with the Taylor Swift tour where it's like, it's okay yeah. to be obnoxiously excited about mm -hmm. 
you know, going to a concert, making friendship bracelets. Like, I just yeah. feel like there was so much shame about that growing oh. up. And I hate that. And I don't feel like there's shame about that growing up. <laughs> but I also think that, like, you've said before, your mom has always been the way that you are, where she's, like, goofy yeah. all the time. Yeah. I didn't really, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. have that per se. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a different perspective. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but think about it. Like, literally, a movie brings out these kinds of topics. I yeah. think that's so cool. I agree. Yeah. And for sure. I'm so literally upset that I didn't get Taylor Swift tickets. Like I can't. I'm not. I really Again, don't like care. you don't even care about her. Put your sister on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And my friends. Oh God. I I'm just so don't upset. care. <sighs> okay. I had no, yeah. <laughs> I had no interest. Like I used to love Taylor Swift. I've gone to her one of her concerts. I went to the Red Tour. Um, I used to love her, but what? When did it stop? Was there an album that kind of shifted that for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the topic we're having right now. Yeah, exactly. Because I... I think it was like a thing to not like her when she let out like 1989. I kind of fell out. Yeah. And then I came back when she released Lover. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I reputation. I just, I love her. I love the old Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I love the new Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm not, no. <laughs> I'm not about listening to like love story and stuff. That's too oh, corny for me. Our song? No. No. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and that's hilarious. <laughs> She's just become such an icon in my mind where it's like Mm -hmm. people love to hate on her and she's out there just like, I don't hate on her. I'm not even, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about people in general. Like that's a thing is people hate Taylor Swift. Yeah. And she's just so iconic. Like I don't, if you hate her. She's not an icon to me. (laughs) 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 She's not my icon. Um, yeah, I'd love to know who your icon is. I don't think I have one. Like, okay. everyone's different. Who cares? Interesting. <laughs> like, They're, let okay, everyone not an, be themselves. And- not an icon, but, like, someone that you look up to. My mom, my sisters. That's cute. <laughs> like, yeah. That's cute. They would be my icons to me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Definitely like very different perspe- perspectives. <laughs> for sure. And there's nothing wrong with either one no. of ours. I'm not saying I like worship at the altar of Taylor Swift. I just think like she's a lyrical genius and the mm. way that she's put to words some of the emotions that I felt so deeply. How can I not have respect for that person? And okay, funny enough, like I don't connect to songs like that. Like I don't listen to the lyrics usually. Yeah. And like I don't process the lyrics and Alex is one that does and I'm like yeah. I don't care. <laughs> if I like the beat, I like the beat. <laughs> yeah, no. I with her specifically, I've learned to like read the lyrics as I'm listening to the song. Oh, wow. But I've started to do that more and more just because music has been a huge part of my, like, growth journey, you know? Yeah, yeah, But I think it's interesting finding out differences even between Mm -hmm. you and I about how we process things, like, as simple as music. Exactly. And maybe this is just an Enneagram thing because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's so evident now that, like, if something can be made more emotional for me, Mm -hmm. I want to experience that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So all around. <laughs> I would love, love to know if anybody's listening and has made it to this part of the girlfriend hour, where are you at in your opinions with Taylor Swift, with the Barbie movie, with being woo woo? I've heard both. Seriously. I yeah. think my algorithm got the things about Barbie but- movie. That's what I'm saying is, like, I think the algorithm that I was connecting to a lot was, like, positive. But even after we first got done with the movie, Colton was like, well, that was propaganda. And I straight up was like, I'm not having this conversation with you. Thank you. Goodbye. And that's that's all the, like, videos I kept seeing. And I'm like, 
Yeah. We have to move on. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we have to move on. Okay. We'll talk about we... this alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can have different opinions. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh should we do, let's do that woo-woo quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. I'll, I'll answer for you. You answer for me. Yeah. So it's a, how many questions? 12. 12 questions. Oh. It's on gotoquiz.com slash how underscore woo woo underscore r underscore you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Sandy, you answer for me. I'll answer no. for you. Do you believe in God? Yes. Yes. Do you own any object in which you would consider good luck? No. Do you? I'm trying to think. Because I'm like hella superstitious, but it was mostly about like when I was working in nursing where I was like, I couldn't walk in and step on a certain like color of parking lot paint or else it was going to be a bad shift. So it's like almost like actions. And I think that's a little bit like OCD sounding. So I'll say no, because it's not related to an object. Okay. 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 Oh, you said no too. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Yes. You do? Okay. I think girlfriend hour may have to be a two parter. Remember we said we were going to go through each of these and be like, (laughs) if there's a story, we'll share it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) So, do I believe in ghosts? Yes. Thank you so, so much for listening to Wand Her with your girlfriends, Sandy and Olivia. We hope this chat has motivated you to chase those dreams, take hold of your mental health, or finally let out that inner weirdo. Maybe even all three. If you're a fan of what we do, we'd sincerely appreciate it if you subscribed and rated us five stars. Talk to you next time.